Detecting stalkerware from government to abusive spouses. Being stalked is traumatizing. And those that are victims of abuse, I want, I, my hope is to give you something to think about. Being afraid is definitely the definition of scary in this episode of The Insecurity Brief. This is The Insecurity Brief Podcast. It features tech news and analysis throughout the world. This podcast is made possible through advertising and listeners like you. We need your help. Please subscribe. We know you are out there. If you can't donate, please share this program. We We depend depend on on you. you. Abusers are about power. And being clueless about technology is something that can be overcome. I, for a while, was a skip tracer. I didn't sell information to people that were trying to harass others. But doxing has become a thing on the internet because a handful of companies selling information that anybody can buy. There are countless apps and ways and devices that make it hard to get lost for long. But there are some considerations and things you need to realize and some planning that you can take um, if you're going to leave. First, there's some sites out there that you already can refer to. And some of these things you can do um, about this. First, what is stalkerware? Stalkerware are apps and tools. They're programs that another person puts on a partner or family member's device to secretly monitor and record them and really record their activity, you know, like listen to their phone calls, read their text messages, know where they go, Um, even who communicates with you online. Often those applications are not only the only action involved in an abusive relationship. It may be not one single application. There may be other things going on. And there are other actions that you can take. Applications do exist, however, that work on any device, a desktop, a laptop, computer, tablets, and cell phones. Windows, Apple, and Android, no device is immune from people and corporations, even random criminals gaining attention to who you are. Some devices do show signs of strange activity, like the battery suddenly draining, or you get spikes in data usage if you're paying by the month or the screensaver not kicking in, or the device never going to sleep. While there are plenty of other indicators, it's best to, think, to really trust your own instincts. Chances are, if you think you're being watched, you are, especially if you're in a relationship that admits they're spying on you. In this age of big data, and endless apps that track our every move, there, is, there are some things that you should begin with. And that is 
to start with, write down the names of all the apps that you use and share with your spying partner. There's something that most of these programs are external that you really need to realize, and that is that usually they need to have physical access to the device in order to install most of these applications on it. Everyone expects that the devices are the same ones. eBay is great because you can buy an identically looking device. I mean, you can get the exact same model number and color as the iPhone or tablet you use. Be careful in doing this though. Make sure that the du the double device is nowhere near, is never visible to each other. It also is a good way to check because if they expect to get data, they'll be curious if there isn't any. If you're gonna do this with phones, turn off the other phone uh, and only have one on at a time. That way it's not confusing and the other one can't accidentally ring while you're using a uh, phone too. The best advice I can give, if you're, if you're in an abusive relationship, just leave. Just walk out, get away. There are some great websites to refer to. The Coalition Against Spy Stalkerware is one resource. There's a link in the show notes. The National uh, Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. The National Victim Crime Resource Center is 1-855-4-VICTIM. The website, its partners, it, there's a website out there that um, really can help and there is help on the internet. Malwarebytes is a program that really transformed itself. Originally, what people in tech had to deal with were viruses, you know, those programs that'll delete your data or do other nasty tricks. And then marketing companies came along and started with spyware applications. And, you know, these just boggled it up. We started calling things malware because of it. And there's a dirty secret about all these spyware companies. If you're wondering why spyware never became a thing that Congress went after, it's because, in case you haven't figured it out, the political elections actually pay for all of the spying that's being done on us. All their ad money, when they talk about so many thousands of dollars that they're spending and millions of dollars that's going to the data about you so they know exactly who you are and how you're going to vote. This isn't about that though. But, you know, the programs, they were really a problem up until the point cell phones got into the picture. And when cell phones came in, nobody seemed to care anymore about the malware on the phones are on the computers. 
and it pretty much dried up. I mean, there is some, but not to the extent that it used to be. Malware Bytes was there throughout the entire time. They helped identify, for me personally, thousands of different types of malware. Um, that tool and a few others. I've been working in technology in computers for just about 30 years. Um, I went away from this a few times, but always came back. Mal malware bytes can also detect some versions of uh, stalkerware. Peg Pegasus, for example, and these are these are the big players. Okay, so if somebody's got money and they're stalking you, the the basic tricks aren't necessarily going to work. But there are some things that you can do. I mean, ditching ditching the phone is probably one of the first things. Of course, you need another one, and you know it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars that you spend you can get phones off of ebay and i'll put a link i signed up to be an affiliate for this company that i really like red pocket mobile i use them myself what's really cool is if you need a basic phone number i mean just a basic number you can get a number from them for um i think it's like two or five dollars a month yeah i think it's five dollars a month so you can get you can get a phone number you just need a device to plug it into and you can get devices off of ebay for like 25 bucks you know a smartphone that's older so you can get a phone that's not those stupid burner phones that um and this is you can buy this for a year literally you don't have to do the month to month garbage with those uh, those f uh, skip phones. I mean, they're more expensive than the regular carriers anyway, and a lot more expensive than what I'm talking about. But um, Pegasus, for example, it, you might have heard me talking about it. You know, these are the bounty hunter companies that are out there, and you know. These companies will go after anybody for not a lot of money. It's not a, it's not peanuts though. It's not like the five dollars going on the internet, but um, with their like the Pegasus software, they didn't have to have physical access. They could actually just by knowing the phone number, um, they could install their malware on the device. I don't know if Malwarebytes can find that one, but there are others. Um, the Coalition Against Stalkerware, if you visit their website, um, you can find out if there is something on your device. But there's more things you should know, and I don't want to limit this one talking about just tech and phones. There is something that you need to know about your public safety department. And it's been colluding with big data and homeland security. Over the last decade, devices and automation have been added to many communities. You may have seen the cameras at intersections, but these aren't 
about people running red lights. Some of them have special purposes, like the ones down the street from my house. The camera senses the traffic and changes the signal. Of course, the other thing it does is it records everybody's license plate that goes through it. Vehicle tracking is a dirty secret going on with your police department and city and county governments. All of us are being tracked and big data is coming up, turning our public servants into data entry clerks. If you go to the TransUnion website, they will sell you the records with photos, often who's in the car. Um, the way they sell it, it's $10 for every transaction for a license plate over 90 days, $10 for in between 30 and 60 days, and $10 for 60 to 90 days. Um, how you get there is tlo.com vehicle slash vehicle dash tracking. There's a link going to be in the show notes for that too. So what's the deal with them? Oh, if you call them and you say you're Joe Blow's citizen, they'll tell you to take a hike that they have only high security that, and if you tell them that you're a affiliate of a private investigator, for example, and send them a check, they'll uh, gladly set you up with an account to sell you somebody's license plate. So what I'm saying is that if you're driving a known car and you want to keep from being stalked, one of the things that you really need to do is get another license plate on the vehicle. Um, I mean, it, it would be different, you know, this sounds so paranoid, but it's the truth. A month ago, TechCrunch focused a story. Um, Google pulled stalkerware ads that promoted phone spying apps. Up until about a month ago, um, and this stuff started coming up about Pegasus, nobody seemed to give a shit, honestly. Um, now they came out with a um, statement we do not allow ads promoting spyware for partner surveillance. We immediately remove the ads that violated this policy and will continue to track emerging behaviors to prevent bad actors from trying to evade our detection systems, a Google uh, spokesperson told uh, TechCrunch. Vocal supporters of Google's efforts against stalkerware have expressed concerns with the policy enforcement. Malwarebytes, a member of the Coalition Against Stalkerware, a group of companies committed to combating the growing threat of, threat of stalkerware, said last year that the policy was incomplete since it allowed stalkerware makers to skirt the rules by changing the face of what they're selling without changing the core technology within. So there's a short and long version of this list on um, the uh, Coalition to End Abuse website. It, that's interesting. I'm going to go through this short list um, just pieces of it because 
there's some things in here that just don't make a lot of sense to me. And if you do visit them, I want you to keep some of this stuff in the back of your mind. It says make a list of current devices such as iPhones, tablets, and laptops and include any devices that can be connected to the internet such as home security cameras, thermostats, smart speakers, smart TVs. Then think about whether you could be logged into any of the shared devices. Now, number two, make a list of all the accounts that you have that you log into. For example, Instagram registered with an email. Think about whether your partner might know or be able to guess your password. I'll talk about making passwords in another podcast, um, but there, there's some things, and I'm going to get to it in this in just a second. Think about whether you could be logged into any of your shared accounts on your devices. Think about signing out of all your accounts on any device that your ex-partner might be able to access to. Also, think about changing your password or PIN that you use uh, to unlock the device. Think of whether your ex-partner may know any of your account passwords or still have access to a shared account. If so, you may want to change your password or make a new account instead. For example, if you use a home security camera such as Nest and Ring, in the past you have if you shared your account with for your service your ex-partner you may want to change the password remove any saved passwords in your web browsers these are steps to follow to check the saved passwords they've that are in your browser um i'm not going to go through those but um you know one of the things that i see occurring over and over again is something really retarded that people say to uh, people on the internet. And that is that um, it's a good practice to change your password every 60 days or 30 days. When you work in a corporate environment and there are a lot of things that can go wrong and you're around uh, data like banking and sensitive material absolutely you should change your password changing your password on your home computer is just going to drive you crazy and and honestly nobody does it okay nobody does it nobody's going to do it the thing is this is you got to figure out your risk so if you live in a household with a significant other and they are being a bother um, like you're afraid of them one of the things that you can do is write everything down in uh, a book or something and keep the book at work keep it away from the house um, if you uh, want to um, you know pen and paper is good when we're, when you're alone literally if I'm alone here I write down a password who the hell's gonna see it if somebody breaks in they're gonna steal my camera they're not gonna steal my password sheet I mean it's it's that literal simple stupidity that gets laid on to people all the time and it's just uh, horrendously stupid. One thing though, if you've got kids and your kids are involved 
during a breakup or whatever with your ex-partner, I've seen kids being used in divorces to a really bad degree. And I've also seen it where a partner will put a recording device inside of like a plush teddy bear or other things, give it to the kid to walk it into the house. So these things, if when you're in shared environments, just double check this and make sure that um, things are okay. You can go out, uh, you're going to find uh, the show notes and I'm going to put links to everything that I mentioned plus a few that you hadn't heard of. Um, and listen, if you need help and about TAC and you don't know where to turn, you can always ask. Uh, you can reach out to me on social media. You can hit me up on my website. I'd be glad to hear from you. Anyway, have a great day. I'm Tripp. Until next time.